This is Can You Relate with Christine, but it's less Can You Relate and more Can You Relate with Christine. New Year's resolutions. What are they? Is what we are not <laughs> going to be talking about on today's episode. Now, I am recording this episode. Today is Friday, December 29th, and hopefully this will be the first episode to be launched in January. Perfect timing right after New Year's resolutions. I'm someone, I love making resolutions. I love taking an audit of what's worked for me, what's not worked, what I can improve, what I can continue to do. And usually I do these audits on my birthday. <laughs> so my birthday is my New Year's resolution, but I also see the magic of you end the year. There's something very poetic about starting the new year on a high note, feeling very inspired, feeling very motivated, feeling very magical, for lack of a better word. There's something about resolutions and just starting anew that feels very magical. And while people, while we make these resolutions with specific intentions in mind and in heart, a lot of times they don't really stick. So today we are going to be talking about three ways to make your New Year's resolutions successful. Whatever your resolutions are, whenever you're going to make these resolutions, whenever you're going to set these intentions, these are three key factors in making sure that you are successful in fulfilling these intentions or resolutions, whatever you want to call them. So I have my list of the three things. I have one, two, three. I'm going to switch them up though. I'm going to, what was number two, I'm going to put it as number one. So number one thing is identify your why. I've already, I think it was my second podcast episode or maybe the third, I'm not really sure, where I talked about how there are so many different habits that we get inspired to cultivate or we see other people practicing these habits and we feel like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. I just needed that little push and I got that push. That's it. I'm going to commit to it. But until you identify your why, you aren't going to understand your driving force behind this specific decision, behind this intention, behind this practice that you're intending to cultivate because you might be going into it under false pretenses. And the thing about identifying your why is it doesn't really have to make sense to anyone except you. If your New Year's resolution is to start going to the gym, why do you want to go to the gym? We know that going to the gym is good for you, right? On a mental level, emotional level, physical level, we know that exercise is good for you. But why do you want to exercise? What is it about your health that is so important to you that now is the time that you have decided to start actually paying attention to it, to start being proactive and taking initiative about your physical health? A lot of people, they start off wanting to go to the gym because they want to look a certain way. And there is nothing wrong with that. So if your why for starting to go to the gym is you want a bigger booty, you want bigger biceps, do it. Go for it. Identify your why and just stick to it. Because for me personally, there are a few different activities that I started for aesthetics purposes 
And it wasn't until I was already halfway through those activities that I started to realize that, okay, wait, shit, I actually feel really good in my body. <laughs> this is making me feel incredible. And the plus side is it's improved the way that I look. If your why is that you want to become stronger, you want to have more endurance, you want to have more stamina, identify that why. Because with exercise, this is just an example that I'm giving, with exercise, there's a lot of times where you might feel motivated to go to the gym or to go to, to a yoga studio, to go to a practice. You'll wake up at 5, 5.30 in the morning, you'll go and you'll just do the damn thing. But there are other days where you cannot count on motivation, where discipline is what you need. And your why is going to be the driving force behind your discipline. So what's your why? Why do you want to go to the gym? Why do you want to start a yoga practice? Why do you want to start to meditate? Why do you want to start to journal? Why do you want to take up a new language? Why do you want to travel? Why do you want to take up painting? Why do you want to take up singing? Why do you want to X, Y, Z, whatever it may be? Just what is your why? This way, it's something when there's this emotional drive behind your intention, behind your decisions, you're making it personal. It's personal to you. It's not just, oh, well, everybody's going to the yoga studio. Everybody's going to the gym. Everybody I know is taking care of their health. Okay, cool. But this isn't their life we're talking about. This isn't their daily routines that we're talking about. We're talking about you. Why do you want to do the thing that you want to do? And if you can't find a why, an emotional drive that is personal enough, then maybe don't even do that thing. Because clearly there's, there's no reason for you to do it other than it being, it's something that I should do. Anytime you catch yourself saying, I should do something, it means that you're doing this based off of someone else's convictions and not your own. So you are <laughs> a friend of mine, she's a therapist and she calls it shooting yourself. Like it's a pun, like shooting yourself. <laughs> she's like, why are you shooting yourself? So when you catch yourself saying, I should do this, why are you shooting yourself? I want to do this because one, two, three. Identify your why. Once you have your why identified, you have that first step towards making your resolution stick. And that first step towards it becoming successful and it being something that is sustainable. It's a marathon, it's not a sprint. Which brings me to point number two. Whatever you do, whatever you decide your resolution is or your resolutions are, do not go all the way in. Now, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. There's always the exception, but everything that I'm talking about is things that I've learned from personal experience and things that I have seen unfold in the lives of those around me. So when you make a decision, once you identify an intention or a resolution, you identify the why, the emotional charge, the, the thing that makes it personal to you, do not, under any circumstance, go all the way in. If your intention is, 
I always come back to exercise because it's the easiest thing to, to use as an example. So if your New Year's resolution is to start going to the gym, do not go five days a week because this is what happens. January 1st or 2nd, depending on how hungover people are, the gyms begin to flood. And then by March, it's at half capacity compared to how it was in January. Yes, you get excited. I have this resolution. I have this intention. I want to start exercising. I know it's good for me. I want to hit the ground running. I don't want to lose momentum. I just want to do it. I want to do it. And I want to do it. And I want to do some more. <laughs> it's great. It's admirable, right? But you need, to, you need to walk before you run. So if your resolution is Merlin's biting my out, you're biting too hard. Stop. Okay. So no, if your new year's resolution is to start exercising, instead of going to the gym five days a week, commit to three days a week, three non-negotiable days of the week, three days out of seven, where you go to the gym. Whether you're going to go by yourself, whether you're going to go with a friend, whether you're going to work with a personal trainer, or you're going to go join exercise classes, commit to just three days a week for January. That's it. Three days is very sustainable. Three days will give you that steady, that sustainable, I keep saying sustainable, but it's true. Three days will give you that sustainable momentum where you are going to still get the mental, emotional, physical benefits of exercising. It's going to be something that's going to seamlessly flow into your routine. Now, there's this quote that I really love. Take a behavior you want, make it tiny. Find where it fits naturally in your life and nurture its growth. Slow and steady wins the race. Now, if your resolution is to start going to the gym, you want to hit the ground running, you go five, six days a week, you are going to be exhausted. You are going to feel overwhelmed. I mean, odds are it might not happen, but from experience, nine times out of 10, you are going to quit because you got ahead of yourself. You need to walk before you run. So start off with three, three days a week that you can commit to. This way, if something happens, life happens, circumstances happen, and you're unable to go to the gym, you have four other days of the week where you can kind of like figure out the way to make sure you get all three days in. So this way, three days is something that's sustainable. You're still getting the benefits and you're easing your way into it. You're taking baby steps. And it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. So do not <laughs> go all in, take baby steps ease your way in. Start with, if it's exercise or if it's yoga, start with three days a week instead of five. If it's, I don't know, meditating, start with five minutes a day instead of jumping straight into 30 minutes twice a day. Just ease your way into it. You have an entire lifetime to cultivate these, these practices, to cultivate these different habits that you want to introduce into your life. So just ease yourself into it, whatever it is, exercise, meditation, journaling, figure out what you want to do, figure out why you want to do it and reverse engineer your way to find baby steps that feel like they work for you. Because what works for me might not work for you. What works for you might not work for me. 
you're the expert in your own life. So just stick to what works for you, what feels manageable, what feels sustainable for you. Which brings me to point number three. Have fun with it. Honestly, <laughs> just have fun with it. Life is not a to-do list. So whatever habit you're trying to cultivate, whatever your, whatever, uh, whatever your resolution is, whatever your intention is, whether it's a New Year's thing, whether you do these little resolutions on your birthday or you just do them every few months, whatever you choose that you want to introduce into your life, up level, whatever you want to cultivate, whatever you want to harness, just have fun with it because otherwise you're going to be sucking the joy out of it and it's not going to be something that's going to be enjoyable. It's going to end up feeling like it's a chore. It's going to end up feeling like it's just another checklist item on the to-do list and that's not a fun way to live. And it's easy for something to, once it becomes a part of your routine, for it to feel like it's a chore. That's why you might find yourself, because this is something that's happened with me, I have a bunch of different habits that I've taken time to cultivate, to introduce into my life. And sometimes when I get so into a routine, when it comes to these habits, they become just another thing for me to do, just another checklist item. And I don't enjoy it anymore. That's where I lose motivation. That's where even discipline doesn't come in handy for me anymore. So it, nothing is set in stone. Even identifying your why, your why might change over time. Even the baby steps, baby steps look different from one practice to the next. So if you're going to start exercising three, day, three days a week is sustainable. If you're going to start meditating every day is sustainable, but it's five minutes every day. So nothing is set in stone. Things will evolve with time. That's why one of my favorite lessons that I've learned is have your goal written in pen and the path written in pencil. This way you are leaving room for flexibility. You are leaving room for you to adapt, for this thing to grow, to evolve as you grow and evolve, for it to grow and evolve with the different seasons in life, different circumstances. Just have fun with it. And another little rant, okay? New Year's resolutions, they don't make sense. New Year's is the dead of winter. I mean, you look outside, it's cold, it's wet, it's barren, all of nature is hibernating, the sun rises up late, it sets super early. It is not <laughs> the ideal environment for planting new seeds, for starting something new, okay? So for it just for me, it does not make sense that resolution, New Year's resolutions to like hit the ground running in January and just create all of these different things. It just, it feels like nature is against it, <laughs> but you can, choose to start resolutions whenever you want to you can baby step your way into the resolutions winter time is time for rest recovery for hibernation for integration it's just not a time for doing it's a time for being herein lies the paradox of new year's resolutions in the dead of winter <laughs> but that's just me so these three things identifying your why not going all the way in and just having fun with it. These are three things that I have learned through trial and error with different intentions and habits and practices over the years. So if you're gonna put together a list of New Year's resolutions for 2024, identify your why, do not go all the way in 
and have fun with it. And on that note, see you next time.